Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. So the first thing we should probably get into is, because everybody always wants to know the Bob update. And... I mean, a lot has transpired since last week. So first of all, I want to say thank you to everyone who's reached out and sent me detailed information on my text line, like just sharing with me where your parent, where you had them or friends or family members, so many of you who work at facilities or in the industry, I should say, so helpful, so incredibly grateful for all the text messages that I received after last week's episode. Got a lot of good intel. And I feel like I need to share that with those of you who might be in the same situation and just share with you what I learned in case it's helpful to you. Okay, so here's what I can tell you. Memory care for most facilities, like where it's a, you know, a nice big home, probably a franchise, memory care in most facilities, they are required for it to be locked down, meaning the residents aren't able to leave unless they have a code. It is, from what I've heard from most of you, in most instances, I would say like 95% of the instances, it's pretty bleak. Yes, they have activities scheduled, but people are pretty far advanced. It's pretty bleak. People are very advanced stages where they can't feed themselves, they can't bathe by themselves, they can't, in many instances, they need a lot of help. Perfectly stated. They need a lot of help. They're pretty out of it. And my dad is not that person. My dad is what I'd like to call, I've looked at this and it's kind of a sports term. It's called a tweener. It's like, he's not full-blown memory care and he's not full-blown living on his own. Uh, assisted living where he's just yeah. like, you know, can wake up on his own, go down and get breakfast, you know, do all the things. And it's very hard. In fact, there isn't really a lot of facilities for a tweener. So what happens is, is that families have to decide, like, we can't put him in assisted living. So he has to go into memory care. And that is sad. Like, we just won't do it. Like he's not even close to being ready for that situation. Yep. We thought memory care was something <clears throat> different than what it is here, at least in California and the many facilities Brett and I have toured. Like, so we went and looked at a facility that Brett's mom had found for Bob to go into. And we just don't at all agree that he should go there. So we've kind of put our foot down and said, no, over our dead bodies, he does not belong there. Like he will stay with us. That is the wrong place for him. P.S. I'm sure those of you who've been following along, if you listen to other episodes, you know that the only thing that makes Bob happy in life is going on a bike ride, helping other people and being with his wife. That's about it. And he is in no way, shape or form ready. I shouldn't say even ready. Like he's not at the same stage as some of these people who are going into memory care. And so even at the very nicest facilities, and we've been to the nicest facilities, like they are five star, but they don't have the type of care that we believe is going to be beneficial to Bob. That's going to stimulate his brain. That's going to keep him active and engaged and challenged. He needs to be challenged. Bottom line. And we haven't been able to find any facilities. 
thanks to many of you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We've learned so much more in just the last week. So let me share with you what we've learned. So here's the deal. We contacted, thanks to many of you, we reached out to a place for mom. And many of you were able to chat back and forth with me on my phone line because I've got a lot of experts that are tuning in and I really appreciate you guys. So let me share with the rest of you what I learned. A residential, like when you're going into a home, a small group home that's been converted to Alzheimer's patients, you know, sometimes they have five or less residents. That is hit or miss. One of those homes, it is dependent upon, like how good it is, is determined by the staff, the owners, and the other residents. So it's always going to change. And I've toured a few of them this week. And what I've figured out is it's kind of funky. I haven't found one that's right here in our area that's right for Bob because, you know, he's going to progress. At a certain point, he's going to need to go into memory care. In most facilities here in California and in most states, memory care means that the person is further progressed with their disease, that they can't do a lot of things for themselves, and they are a flight risk, meaning they could elope, they could try to leave, they could wander. We don't know that Bob will do that, but most places, because that's a potential and the liability that's a very real potential, most facilities here, if somebody has an Alzheimer's diagnosis, they put them automatically in memory care where people are drooling, they're in wheelchairs, they are not mobile, they're not able to feed themselves or bathe themselves or communicate or use the bathroom, and Bob is not there. And we're not going to put him in that environment, even if they have a million activities. It's not right for him. But there are very few facilities here where they offer anything in between. It's like you're in assisted living or you're in memory care on lockdown where 80% of your time you're in your room and 20% of the time they have activities planned, but it's with other people who are not at the same stage as you. You're not going to be stimulated, etc. So that's just the wrong situation for Bob. So I went and looked at private little homes and PS for those of you who are in this situation, I heard from many Many of you who said, we found the perfect little residential solution for our family member. The other residents were at about the same stage. The people that worked there were very engaged. He thought that he worked there. We had him busy 24-7. But again, that is very dependent upon the staff that works there and the people that work there and the people that own the facility. And... Then once they progress and they're in that small group home environment, that's a little different. And then they might not be able to have, offer him a lockdown, in which case he would have to move again into memory care, right? Which is more of a permanent solution. And what we're looking for, I figured out this week, especially very grateful for the conversations I've had with the folks at A Place for Mom, is... And we've toured a couple places today. I think eventually Bob could end up at a place where they offer solutions regardless of the stage that he's at, where 
as he progresses, he can stay at the same facility and it feels more comfortable because it's the change that is very stressful for them. So we looked at a place today where they offer, and please write this down if you're in the midst of all this yourself, it's called Circle of Friends. Is that what it's called? Circle of Friends. Circle of Friends. So we found an organization called the Through a Place for Mom, an organization or a facility, it's a franchise called the Belmont. Is that what it's called? Yeah, the place is called Belmont. The Belmont is in a couple of different states that I'm aware of. Like I know there's one in Texas. I feel like there's one in New York. There's a couple here in California. And the Belmont is pretty cutting edge. They do this program called Circle of Friends, and they're one of the only places in the United States who actually caters to, as Brett calls, the tweener. And even with an Alzheimer's diagnosis, they put people into small groups. They live in assisted living. They offer more care than what standardized assisted living usually involves. They've got basically 24-hour monitoring. But here's the really cool part. For those who are, you know, at Bob's stage, the apartments are amazing. Like they've got a little kitchenette. It's amazing. There's like fitness activities and cognitive activities. And their whole day is built around how can we improve their mental status? How can we improve their brain health? Not how can we keep them busy, but how can we literally improve their condition or at least help their condition, stimulate them and give them purpose while they're here. So they have six, are you ready for this? Six hours worth of programming every single day for people who are at the stage that Bob's at. They call that circle of friends. And what's even cooler is that they match them up with a little tiny small group, like four or five or six other residents who are at the same stage. Because it doesn't make sense to put Bob with somebody who's not able to feed themselves or bathe or dress themselves because Bob isn't having that. No, for sure. Or even exercise. Like today, like every single day they go on power walks and it's way more activity, but also care. So it's the combination of assisting living with somebody there that can help him with what he needs, what he's missing. So like they have a little, almost like a menu. So when he's in the circle of friends care, it's kind of assisted living. So he's living in assisted living, but with a higher degree of care. So there's someone there who's going to help him get to the, you know, activities. Yeah. The activities every day, someone who's going to help him get back to his room. Cause he wouldn't remember what room it was. Someone who helps him select what he wants to eat at the restaurant, but because he can dress himself and he can shower with prompts, like they have somebody who basically stands outside of their bathroom and tells them, you know, like reminds them like, okay, don't forget to wash your hair, like whatever. But they don't actually have to do those things for them. In memory care, the residents, they are doing those things for that person. And in the circle of friends, which is a hybrid of assisted living and, you know, these prompts, if you will, it's a higher level of assisted living. It's really built for that person who is, quote unquote, a tweener. So we're leaning towards that. We haven't made any decisions. My mother-in-law, hi, Debbie. Debbie, you know, she just wants to relieve us. And we're like, you don't need to do that. We 
are fine. We just want to make sure it's the best decision for everybody and we're picking the right place and everything makes sense. This place happens to be very close to us, so I could go there all the time. I could volunteer. Brett can pick them up and take them for bike rides. Like, it really could be ideal. And again, we haven't made any decisions as of right now, but other than the fact that we've kind of had to put our foot down and say, we do not have power of attorney. He is not my spouse. He is not, you know, Brett's, we're caretakers, but ultimately it's, his wife's decision and she's, you know, very involved in this decision-making process, but she really respects our opinion. And we just had a little heart to heart about an hour ago and just said in no uncertain terms, Bob and memory care over our dead bodies. (laughs) He's just, no, no, he's going to stay with us period end of subject, unless we can find something where they can do better than we can do. And it is very possible that this could be the solution. They give them six hours of, like I said, of activity. They're, you know, watching movies and then talking about them and debating and they're doing arts and they're doing power walking. And it's literally six hours of activity every single day. Six hours of planned activities and they can stay and do all six. They really encourage them to do like four, even the meals. Like they showed us tonight, like they had four entrees and they put the four entrees out so that the residents can walk by and go, oh, so that's what the quesadilla looks like. Oh, that's what the shrimp plate looks like. So they literally don't have they to like, point at they it. just point at it. It's like, oh, I want that tonight. Yeah. So I, 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 I drove away there like impressed and also like, you know, this could maybe work. Yeah. And the facility was not as like luxurious and five star as the one that you know, your mom had tried. Wasn't as bougie. It wasn't as bougie, you know, because of so many of you saying, Shaleen and Brett, don't worry about like how fancy the furniture is. Look at the activities. Look at what they care about. Look at what your loved one will be doing. Like that matters more than anything. And for sure it does. Now, don't get me wrong. It's a really, really nice facility, but we were looking at facilities that were like super bougie. Like, you know, it looks like a five-star resort, but who cares if the person's locked in their room all day? Yeah. The nicest place we looked at is like, you're never going to see any of this. Right. So that's the Bob update. I hope that's helpful for some of you who are going through this. It's a freaking full-time job. There's no way around that. Like people don't even understand how much time this takes. And frankly, It's not even just like looking at facilities. And I know those of you are going through this. It's just hours and hours and hours every single day of talking about it and talking to family members and coordinating and arguing and debating and phone calls and conversations and research. I mean, I probably spent a minimum of five hours today. Yeah, and five hours yesterday. It's like 10 hours in the last two days. Yeah, I've at least spent 10 hours in the last two days just on research or looking at facilities. That doesn't even include the time that we spend taking care of Bob. Yeah. So, you know, and does that affect work? Yeah. Does that affect workouts? Yes. Does that affect meal prep? Yes. You lose, you know, a total of... Because again, if we add Bob's stuff in, like caring for Bob, if you lose seven hours a day, 
that's got to come off of something. And it's hard. As much as I love it and I love him and I love caring for him and I am so invested in all of this, it has an impact for shizzle and it's impacted for some of you have applied for work with team johnson we're hiring new team members and i'm like i'm so far behind on my interviews i'm so far behind on work i'm so far behind on like replying to my staff and my team about things i'm so far behind on projects but who cares because we got to get this right and it's the season to get this right for bob and to get this right for us and also on Monday, I'm going in for a little surgery, a little update. It's not a big deal. It's an elective surgery. I'm not sure if I want to tell you guys all about it. Maybe I will next Friday. Yeah, I'll tell you about it next Friday. How about that? But don't worry about me. It's all good. And don't worry about us. Quick update on your legs, if we could, please, sir. I'm better than I was last Friday. Wow. I really think that I don't know when I'm going to be 100%. But I did find out this week that both of my main guys both said that I legitimately will wake up one morning and it will be better. Really? Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Like you'll just wake up and be like, oh, wow. Yeah. Brett yep. is doing acu, what's it called? Ac- acupuncture. Acupuncture. <laughs> Can we say this? They're going to acupuncture my, uh, we'll use the clinical term, my testicles. Testicles? Is that the... My nuts. <laughs> Dude, that is so weird yeah i guess it's not supposed to be painful but dude that is so weird i can't even handle it there's some kind of like there's some (laughs) kind of spot there that is like very i'm so sorry you guys i pray that none of you have this vision in your head right now because it's so weird it's so inappropriate I don't even know what to say. <laughs> I know. My acupuncturist like sprung it on me. Like, like see, I see him twice a week and he's like, you know, on Saturday when you come in, I think we're going to do this. And he told me and I was like. He's I like, feel fortunate that I know him, Ray. Ray's yeah, his yeah. acupuncturist. We should put a link to him in our show notes because yeah. he's really fabulous. Oh, he's, he, un- he's unbelievable. He really did help me with my hamstring. And if I didn't know him really well, I would be so weirded out and be like, What? What does this guy want to do to you? But like, I trust him. I love him. He is so credible and so gifted that I'm okay with it. I just don't want to think about it. And I can't even imagine what it's like for you. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's so weird. Well, we'll give the, up, we'll give the update next week. So we'll do Shalene's minor surgery and my acupuncture nuts. <laughs> So the, the podcast is titled Tweener Nuts. Oh my gosh, no. We'll come up with a better title than that. Listen, we love you. We mean it. Thanks for playing along. Thanks Say for listening. Prayer. Say a <laughs> prayer for, for both of us. And we just really appreciate you. Check out our show notes. That's why I've got like links to how to reach me, discounts to our show sponsors. If you want to leave me a voicemail message, you can do so there. Got a lot of great feedback on Monday's episode, which was about the eight stages of relationships. I've got some cool episodes coming out next week. And of course, don't miss next Fridays because I'll tell you all about like my uh, elective surgery that I'm doing. And that's it. I love you. I mean it. We'll talk to you soon.